DW. English farms can sometimes feel as old as the hills, like the sound of a farmer commanding a sheepdog to gather up the flock. Jack, come here, come here, come here. It's a family farm and I've got my son and my nephew who've been brought up on the farm and know the land like the back of the hand. Richard Cotterall is your quintessential British farmer, managing vast, rugged hillsides speckled with sheep and chickens. His lands are more than farmyards. They're rolling fields with stunning vistas in a national park known as the Peak District. They're so strategically and culturally important that for years, farms like this have been subsidised by the European Union, so they don't go bust. But now they're about to dance to a new tune. As of this month, Brexit means that automatic help from the EU is gone. Instead, in the future, the UK government will offer grants based on how much the farms are helping the planet. And it's all to do with what's beneath the farmers' feet and in their fields. For the smallest grants, farmers must improve soil quality by using more natural manure or rotating crops more, along with improving hedgerows to prevent soil erosion. To get more funding, they must restore habitats and help manage species. And the biggest pots of funding require creating entire woodlands, bogs or wetlands, a huge undertaking that will encourage some farmers to turn from local meat producer to full environmental manager. It's designed to put farmers at the forefront of fighting climate change and may help the UK to stem its biodiversity crisis by protecting more habitats. The government is calling it a roadmap towards a sustainable future. And you may think farmers like Mr Cotterill would jump to be part of it. But the truth is that English farms are facing falling food prices and the new grants could leave some farms far worse off, since they may not be eligible for grants and even if they get them, it could involve far more work. Mr Cotterill fears it may even push out a whole generation and deter another one. It's an opportunity to think in their own mind, I think the end of my farming career is finished, but is the next generation coming on? Is he going to do the things for the love? Because farming is a lot of it, it's business, but a lot of it's you do it for nothing. And uh, the next generation uh, are not going to do it for nothing. The temptations are too great for this modern world of today, thinking, I'm not going to do that for next to nothing. You're wanting to look after the countryside. Get on with it yourself. A government report two years ago found that more than 40% of farms would make a loss without EU subsidies, and nearly one in five were making a loss even with the EU money. But the report also noted that the top 10% of the biggest farms took almost half of all the EU subsidies available, with public money effectively subsidising the richest for no environmental gain. So Westminster hopes the new grants will be fairer and greener. But British products may soon be competing against products from all over the world, with less stringent rules and more subsidies, as the National Farmers Union's Andrew Critchlow explains. The basic payment scheme plays a crucial part in uh, 
in keeping farms profitable economically. And so if that's not made up, then it's going to be very difficult because we're still going to be competing with those other countries in Europe, which are going to carry on getting subsidies similar to receive now. It means meat from the EU might end up cheaper than English-made meat, putting English farmers out of business. Farmers also worry about a potential UK-US trade deal that could see the UK flooded with American meats that are often made with far lower environmental standards and with a much bigger carbon footprint due to the transportation. That would be a double whammy for the English farmer. Just as subsidies recede, the market becomes even more competitive for them. There's something like 80,000 businesses in England, um, farming businesses, and it's crucial that we keep that full spectrum of farms of all different sizes here in, in this country because agriculture is the backbone to the rural economy but is the bedrock of the food and drink industry, which is the biggest manufacturing sector in this country. If you take agriculture and the food and drink industry all together, um, make something like £120 billion for this country and employs 4 million people. You know, we, we've got to produce um, as much, if not more, food in this country. We're only 60% self-sufficient as it is. That's already slipped from 80% in the mid-1980s. And it'd be morally wrong to um, export that ability to produce food to other countries where we just don't know what the standards are. Agriculture only makes up 0.5% of the UK's economy, but according to a 2018 government report, it provides half of the food people eat. The government says it won't let the UK be flooded with low-quality products, but it hasn't made that a law. Conservative MP Theresa Villiers stressed that the government believes that making English farms more environmentally friendly will also make them more productive and make their meats more marketable. The objective of this legislation, which the House is considering today, is productive, profitable, resilient farming sector empowered to produce more of the high-quality food that is prized around the world and appreciated so much here at home, all the while um, meeting the highest standards of food safety and traceability, animal health and welfare, and stewardship of the natural environment. But higher environmental and animal standards inevitably involve higher costs, and in the end, somebody must pay for that. If the government's funding doesn't cover it, will the consumer. At a farm shop near Sheffield, customers are queuing up for their products. And after a year of supply shortages and lockdowns, the shoppers say they'd be happy to pay more to protect more responsibly farmed British meat. Well, you'd like to see low prices, wouldn't you? But I think uh, the way things are changing with Brexit and, and how, we're, how we're viewing things from this country, I think we, we probably will have to pay a bit more. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm in a position Hopefully I can <laughs> now in the future, but uh, how that affects people who perhaps aren't as fortunate, who've got lower incomes, that's, that's, that's another question. Uh, I'm happy to pay more for, for British, to support British farming, um, how we have done for the past few years. You know, it's why we come up here to this farm, um, because, you know, we know that they look after the, the animals well and basically in terms of the quality of the produce as well, um, and particularly supporting British farmers too be able to become more environmentally friendly and manage climate change and things like that. Of course, it's very important. Lie down, Jack! Jack! Come by! Back on Mr Cotterill's farm, there are many worries ahead. Will he be able to carry out enough environmental projects to help fully fund his farm? 
Will there be enough money available? Or will bigger NGOs and charities swoop in to replace some of the families who farmed these hills for generations? There are still many unanswered questions as to how this will work, but when it comes to English farming, there's one certainty. This old dog will have to learn some new tricks. Dan Ashby, DW, in England. DW.